Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. NBA today. The Tubs are rolling. How their newly revamped small ball lineup is looking unstoppable. Richard and Janae, they're going to break that down. Plus, it was a career night for Jalen Brunson. Did you guys see that? He propelled the Mavs to tie the series against the Jazz. Has the momentum shifted with Luka's return potentially on the horizon? And don't worry, we have a Ben Simmons update. All of that and more NBA today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. I'm Malika Andrews, and look, what a panel and a show we have for you. We have Richard Jefferson, Zach Loach, Nea Gumake, and a very special guest, my friend Stephen A. Smith in the building. What's going on, everybody? You say, we here? We here? He's here, that's for sure. I'll be (laughs) damned if it's we. Anybody else here? J.J. Redick, that's a we. He's going to be here stopping by in just a little bit. It ain't the Knicks. You know who it might be, though, Stephen A.? Is Brooklyn in the house? It might be the Nets because Ben Simmons, he was at Nets practice today. That in itself, that's not news. But what Steve Nash said afterwards, that might be some news. So let's hear from the Brooklyn head coach on the latest step in the Ben Simmons saga. Ben just did scripting and uh, and his shooting stuff today. What is scripting? A 5-0 running through the plays. So he is, is it fair to say he is not yet cleared for contact or one-on-one? Yesterday was his first day of contact. Yesterday was his first day of contact. Uh, played with some teammates yesterday, and uh, he's uh, yeah, he's making progress. But uh, there's no real update. We just uh, see how he responds and see if he's able to do more contact tomorrow. See how he responds, but he is playing four on four. He came through it well. And when he was asked about game two, Steve Nash said no, no Ben Simmons. But beyond that, he wouldn't rule him out. So Stephen A, you're our special guest. Big deal, little deal, no deal that Ben Simmons is playing four on four. Well, I think it's a big deal if he plays. If he plays, I think that the Brooklyn Nets have an opportunity to go to the NBA Finals. I think that if he can give you 15 to 25 minutes a game just playing defense, I don't expect him to shoot. We know that. I don't expect him to make free throws. We know that. But if he can (laughs) He was working out with Kyle Corbin today. I don't care. I care less. (laughs) If he can give you something defensively, I think that's what the Brooklyn Nets would need. I personally am sick of talking about him. I understand that mental health issues are a very, very big deal. Um, but the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people that question the legitimacy of that, filing a $20 million grievance to get your money back. And then on top of it all, you arrive in Brooklyn and you hurt your back. And as I said on first take a few uh, a week ago or so, what the hell were you doing? Did you did you hit a pothole on the Jersey Turnpike? Were there's get, a lot of them. Were, were you getting your groove on and you messed up your hips? What the hell I'm was that done. about? It's the truth. You haven't played since last June. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> and I don't ask it. Richard Jefferson knows this. Zach Lowe knows this. Y'all know this. I don't get into people's personal life, personal business. I don't roll like that. It's none of my business. I'm talking basketball. But the exception would be a Ben Simmons. I want to know what the hell you were doing that you hurt your back from last June to this June, to this May, rather. You haven't done a damn thing. You haven't done anything. 
What were you doing? Somebody someday is going to tell me. All right, well, then let's talk about the basketball side of it because, Richard, you cover these nets on a yep. near daily basis. I'm sorry for the nets on that one. Yeah. But how is this going to play out on the court if he does return? Well, ultimately, the, if he plays and he if he can come contribute, yes, what Stephen A. said, the defense. What I like about what he does is he can make the game easier for everyone else. That's what they're missing from James Harden. Kyrie is not a point guard. Kevin Durant is an elite, elite scorer, as is Kyrie. So to give them added responsibility of getting other people involved, that's where it becomes difficult. Could you imagine if KD gets two, three open looks because of Ben Simmons? Could you imagine <laughs> if Kyrie is able to get a couple easy layups in transition because of the defense? Could you imagine if he's able to get Seth Curry an open look or two and allow KD and Kyrie to just be scores? That's what he's brought in. He's brought in to defend and facilitate, but I'm going to focus on the facilitate because we saw KD is having to work too hard for baskets. Ooh. Kyrie always works hard for baskets. Yeah. KD just, <laughs> when, KD, when KD is shooting the shots that he is shooting at the end of the game consistently every single night, that is too difficult and too much of a task for any level of superstar. So I think that's what he could bring to the table. Janae, last word on this. You know, I don't know if this is appropriate for television, but when I was oh. at Stanford, okay, when I was at Stanford, my coach would always say, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Right, when you're playing basketball, you don't want to think. Stupid's okay to say. Oh, you yeah. said far worse. Okay. You said I, I have that's for the commercial breaks right. and I think like you said Richard it's all about how they're able to simplify and make things easier for everyone on the floor like you said Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving they work so hard and they're so great that they still finish baskets double team triple team so yeah making the game simpler over the course of the entire four quarters I think that's going to be the game changer for him defensively offensively I mean those things will be ironed out with a limited minutes situation but he can really help them. Don't worry. We're going to have more on the Nets coming up later in the show because that game two is going to be something. But speaking of game twos, let's get out to the Bay Area because the Warriors, oh, they go. took a commanding 2-0 series lead last night due in large part to their small ball lineup of Steph, Clay, Dre, Andrew Wiggins, and What's that Jordan lineup called? Cool. We're still, We're still working on it. We're still working on it. I have been working on it. We're calling it Lethal Weapon 3. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Good, Richard. And let me say this. Like, first <laughs> of all, I know the issues with having to guard this amount of talent on the perimeter and trying to switch. But what really gets become difficult is watch Steph. Steph Ooh, is able to take two guys. And part of the reason why he's able three. to do that is because you can't leave Wiggins. You can't it. leave Poole. You can't leave Kevin Durant. You can't leave all the guys that they've had on that roster. Look, the bench is <laughs> Loving it, Juan. I love the the feature we had on you the last couple this of days. Part. Hey, watch your mouth, Steph. Energy. Watch your mouth. Energy. Watch out. It's it's hard. Like it. Yeah, but this is a like skin, but I'm still up. Yeah, and you watch it <laughs> in and out. That ball movement, you just can't. The underhand scoop pass, like what? Oh, they know. They Look know at it's that. coming. And watch, Not he's even gone. Bad defense. He's Double gone. Pass. He knows it's gone. <laughs> That's where the Warriors can beat you is because you can play perfect, great defense, and it does not matter. You There's sleep not for many a second, you're, you're shook. Yeah, it's a wrap. And then here, look, we're going to get Clay going. Then then all of a sudden, Ooh. Jordan Poole. Now Clay that gets passed. going. They just have been playing so well lately together now that they have Draymond back. They got yeah. Steph back. They're just a beautiful way that they play basketball that Steve Kerr and Draymond Green just facilitate in the most perfect way. Well, and then take a look at this. Steph Curry, I mean, he just makes it look easy. <laughs> at this point, you just have to laugh where he's pulling up from. And it's you see Barton, Barton flapping his arms. Hey, Will, I get that, it, that's, bro. That's the and Golden he's saying, State. This is my new house. Yes. That's what the Warriors do to you. They make you flap your arms. That's the, the it's over. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got oh, nothing. Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> We've been hoping to get to this point all year where we could 
get our whole group together. It's Pastor's Paradise for me. You got Steph and Clay, Jordan, um, those three guys out there at the same time for me as a pastor. That's heaven. Well, the challenge is you have three guys that are capable of putting up 30, 40 points. Steph Curry is the greatest sixth man ever in the playoffs. We've sort of played this way for many years. Um, you know, Clay, Steph, and Draymond are incredibly comfortable playing this style. It's it's the same style. It's just um, you know different different uh, additions. So this Warriors lineup outscored Denver <laughs> by 29 points in 11 minutes, shooting a ridiculous 77% from the field, 88% from three. Most importantly, maybe? Yeah, most importantly. Zero turnovers. And as you know, Richard, for a Steph Curry team, especially when they're pushing the pace like that, that is tough. There is so much to unpack here. I want just a quick little story, though. Michael Malone has said his parents, they watch the game in their house, but they can't watch it in the same room because they get each other too riled up and too nervous. They have to watch it in different <laughs> floors. These two games, they almost certainly are not speaking during those games. Oh, yeah. They are way too they'll be out. They'll be out that. of their misery soon. Well, so they will, they'll, they, will, they will be. Especially with this lineup what makes it so tough to defend Shanae? it's the unlimited movement and also the unlimited range that their perimeter players have and if you think about that i mean they're constantly on the go and that make, means you can't sleep as a defender if you overplay they back cut and if you're in the paint they shoot out with a pin down or a staggered screen they're constantly in motion and i feel like you know i don't know if i'm showing my disney channel stuff but like we're the boys in motion like you know what i mean like that's yeah, exactly you the that's way out of your generation they're the boys they're the Ooh. grown men in motion and they also have the range to knock it down so no matter where they are whether it's a backdoor cut to get a two a layup or you know way beyond the arc you've got pool you've got thompson you've got curry that can knock it down and lastly i'll say this we should have known better i know a lot of times when we talk about the awards and how fine of a margin there has been most improved jordan pool if there wasn't that situation with Steph and Clay being out and that oscillation there where a couple of their numbers went up and high, he would have probably been one of the front runners, if not potentially winning this. So we should have known better over the course of the season, watching Jordan Poole play, saying that this is the postseason where he could really be the breakout player. If the Harrison Barnes, Kevin Durant lineups were known as the death lineup, Stephen A., I mean, I'm tasking <laughs> you with the person to come up with a name for the lineup. What stood out to you the most? I said it's lethal weapon three, and I'm going to stand by that. Here's the reality. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have universally been recognized as the greatest shooting backcourt that we've ever seen. Nobody can deny that. Now they've added pool. Have you seen the range on this brother? Ooh. He's pulling up from logos the way Klay and he, Steph pulls up from end. logos, okay? And guess what? He mirrors Steph more than he mirrors Clay. Because as much of a sniper as Clay is, Clay is a catch and shoot dude. If he's not doing that, he's got your back, he's got his back to the basket, he's posting up smaller players, he's shooting turnaround jump shots. Jordan Poole is the one moving without the basketball, catching the catching and shooting on the run, pulling up from the logo off the dribble, going through one man, two men, three men, and dribbling and taking the ball to the hole and finishing at the basket. The arsenal in this brother's game is so lethal right now when you combine that with the greatness of Steph Curry who strikes fear in anybody mm. you understand and Richard Jefferson understands this better than anybody at this table when you step past half court and you are a threat you extend the defense 
Therefore, you expose them to all their vulnerabilities because you don't, you don't get to have but so much help. Mm -hmm. That's when you have to worry about one. Then Clay comes back, last three games of the regular season, averages over 33. Well, that's two. And now you got this brother, who, by the way, was in the G League last year. G League. And now he's here yep. in the NBA. He is that gifted. And then you have Draymond, who's a point forward and a basketball savant. And last but not least, you have Wiggins. You have five guys who can handle the ball. Five guys who have the ability to take their man one-on-one. -on -one. At least four of them who can drop jump shots, and Dre hit a few last night. And three of the most lethal shooters in these playoffs. I'm sorry. The Warriors are something special, and I think it's going to take the Phoenix Suns to have a chance to stop them because when you shoot the ball like that and the three of you are aligned and in sync with one another, it's one thing to have the talent. It's another thing to be in sync, mm. and they are in sync. And I know it's not a matchup. Denver's not the real yeah, litmus test. We, yeah, we I get that, I but my God. I guess your credit my God. Credit yeah, yeah. because you did call this early No, on. no, 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 no. Wait, you know who was the guy who called about, this early on. And here's the thing about Zach. You can always count on him to be locked into something that literally no one else is locked into on the game. What was that for you for last better night? better or worse. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a Jordan Poole miss we're going to queue up here in a second that gets to the point you guys are talking about. Just when all three of these dudes are on the floor together, this is a double pick and roll. Oh, by the way, Clay is one of the screeners. Okay, that doesn't work. Then Clay comes off a pin down. Okay, oh, that doesn't work. Uh. Then Poole comes off a pin down. He misses, but, like, that whole play is designed to get Jokic's guy back, and then everyone else just, it's like a Ferris wheel of guys coming around screens. One great shooter after another and there's no way you can track all that it's too fast that's why the Suns with all their great defenders who can switch would be such a fun matchup but we got a long way to go before we get there but this is the Warriors team that we've been waiting yeah. for all year long important all of these guys together important component to peel out a lot of times with the reason why you don't see this on teams outside of the fact they can't shoot like that the fact is you don't expect to get the ball mm. so the effort that you normally that you normally and customarily do not get from a team you got these guys running right, all over right. the place because they know the ball is going to come in their direction and they're going to get their fair amount of shots this is one of the reasons why they are so difficult to guard it's because let's say a team has two good defenders three solid defenders one's got a guard Steph one's got a guard clay possibly even Draymond depending on the lineup that you will have pool is going to get the fourth best defender on a team that is completely unguardable now I'm not saying that he is Kevin Durant but if you were to look at those numbers they would look like Kevin Durant type numbers so if pool puts up those numbers and then Steph and clay as much as we want to talk about the 16 Warriors and the 15 Warriors this could also be the seven but he Warriors. moves more than but Kevin Durant. He does, but I'm saying Kevin Durant's got the size. We're right. not calling him. We're looking at the final statistics and numbers and his efficiency. The box score looks like a Kevin Durant numbers. And if you can give him to get like half of that or on like one out of every three nights give you that, it's and that's there's only three teams that can do that. And that's why they say that championships come down to role players. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and how those role players can play on the road because we know a series doesn't really start until they get a win on the road. This one's, and this one's started. Yeah, yeah, this one has started. You know, Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Steph Curry. We're going to get into all that. Don't you worry. We are not done talking about this Warriors team coming up, though, on NBA Today. No, Luca. that was no problem last night for the Mavs. Was Dallas tying the series more about the Mavs or the Jazz? Is, is both an acceptable answer? Plus, in it's award yeah. season, we know today. The Defensive Player of the Year lives in Boston. But will it take more than smart defense to stop Kyrie in Game 2? And 
Stop me if you've heard this before, but a nurse and doc walk into an arena. Oh, here we go. to get into Doc Rivers' head. This is no Philly special. Producer Greg, you're incredibly lame. NBA Today rolls oh. on after the break. <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference. Everybody go. Three three-pointers in a row for Jalen Brunson. He's flexing. He doesn't have his three mid-range jumpers, layups, whatever you need it, he's got it. The chance of MVP for Jalen Brunson. Yeah, you kind of have earned it when you shoot it like he has tonight. A 40-point game. I mean, what a night by Jalen Brunson. The Mavs, they put up a franchise record 22 threes, and all that was without Luka Doncic on the court. So, Zach, was this win more about what the Jazz did wrong or what the Mavs did right? Welcome, Jalen Brunson, to the exclusive club the of party. small guards who have absolutely torched the Utah Jazz defense. And I don't know if you get, like, is, you get like a roll. Is it? Is you get a badge or something. I don't know what you get. Look, you want to slow pedal it a little bit because it's 1-1. All we got to do is get one on the road. They got one on the road. The scoring margin for the series is zero. But my God, you have to expect a Terrence Mann to show up in a Mavericks jersey last night because it was the exact same thing that happened to the Jazz against the Clippers. Five out, Rudy in the corner, blow by blow. And it wasn't just, it was everybody. Blow by Mike Conley, blow by Donovan Mitchell, blow by even Royce O'Neal can't stay with Jalen Brunson. It was the same thing. It was deja vu again. And by the way, the best player in the series has played zero seconds. This series should be 2-0 Utah. And if they lose this series and Luka plays three games, zero games, one game, a minority of the series, they might as well just break up the team on the team playing back to Utah. You have to win this series with the Mavs in this state. Last night, great game by Jalen Brunson. We've seen that exact game from the Jazz last year in what may turn out to be a franchise-defining loss to the Clippers if they can't get by this team. I don't mean to be redundant. <laughs> and I, 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 don't, I don't mean to, to, to be harsh, but I do. <laughs> um, Respectfully. The Utah Jazz make me sick. I don't like this team. I like the owner and his wife. That has nothing to do finish. with basketball. Let me finish. <laughs> oh, I'm getting ready to break it down. <laughs> I like the owner and his wife, and I, I, I appreciate their philanthropy. Mm -hmm. I love my man D-Wade. We know this. I'm a huge fan of Donovan Mitchell. And, yes, I will not apologize for praying and hoping he become a New York Knicks someday, even though I know better. Even though I know better. Yeah. Even though I know better. I, I know it's not going to happen. Like them, why would you wish that on on Let me show. say this to you. The Utah Jazz make me sick because they repeatedly underachieve. They disgust me. Luka Doncic is not playing. Rick Brunson, the father of Jalen Brunson, 
I covered when he was at Temple University. Good brother, good man, told me about his son. Uh, I slept on his son coming out of Villanova until he won a national championship. I didn't know he was going to be this kind of pro. This brother is special. Jalen Brunson is doing a phenomenal job. 41 points, man. One points. Are high. you are you kidding me? Forty-one points to Jalen Brunson with no Luka Doncic on the court. You should be ashamed of yourself. The Utah Jazz find ways. They invent ways to screw up whatever expectations are placed on their shoulders. And if they lose this series. With Doncic playing a minority of the games, I am here to tell you right now, let me make it very, very clear. I know that they'll probably look to reload, get rid of Rudy Gobert, try to build a team around Donovan Mitchell. If I'm Donovan Mitchell, I walk out the arena, I rip off my jersey, I throw it in the garbage, I fly jet home, I don't even fly with the team. I'm disgusted with this team. They're ridiculous, Richard Jefferson. They continuously fall short of expectations year after year after year, and it's usually because they they can't stop nobody. Okay, no let's damn talk body. about that. I'm going to add to your point. All right, so uh, Josh Everly, I saw your tweet. I don't know who you are, but anyway. Wow. Jalen Brunson, career high, Utah versus the players. Terrence Mann, career high. Jamal Murray, career high. Chris Paul, career high. They were saying it's a yearly tradition. Now, let me say this. Okay. They That's were up 3-1. Exactly they, yeah. they were up 3-1 against Denver and lost. Then they go up 2-0 last year, get swept four straight. And this is without Kawhi. This is with That's only right. Paul George. That's right. So at this point in time, the Utah Jazz, and I think that they could, I think they, I think they're still going to win this. They year. better. They're going to win this series because I don't know how, I don't, I don't think Luka's going to come back for a while. So I think they still win this series. But at the end of the day, if you're our management and you are looking at what should we should do, you have maxed out on what this team can do because their regular seasons have progressively gotten worse. Their postseasons have never been consistently good. And so now all of a sudden you have a talented roster, you have a talented group of players, defensive player of the year, all-stars, all this stuff, but it is not meshing. And when you look at the West is playing better. All of these teams are raising their level. They went from a contender to not even one of the best teams in their conference. So you got to figure it out quick if you're that. The only thing I would challenge you on is that their regular seasons, they've actually done better as of late. They were the number one, the best offense in the NBA this year. And the departure is they're underperforming offensively so far in the playoffs out of of the 16 play-in slash playoff teams, their offense is 11th. Mm. Not like a week and a half ago, you were number one. You've got to fix that offense. Well, Dallas is all de Dallas is defense. defense. Is, is defense. Everybody and here chose the Jazz. And by the way, <laughs> I ain't disagreeing with any of you. I do want to circle a little bit more on what the Mavs did right here, right? I mentioned they made 22 threes last night, but the most mm. incredible number of all, 17 of those were uncontested. Un that is the most by any team over the last 10 seasons. I want to bring in J.J. Redick to the show. You know this roster you played for the Mavs last year. Was this to you more about the Jazz or the Mavs? This was as much about the Mavs executing a really good game plan. As Zach mentioned, this is the blueprint against Rudy Gobert. The second you go small, the second you take a traditional five-man off the floor like Dwight Powell, Whoever Rudy Gobert is guarding, you stick him in the corner and you attack all the holes in the Utah Jazz perimeter defense. Let's run this tape really quick. Here's a great example. Late in the third, Jalen Brunson getting downhill. Never help off the strong side corner, RJ. Never. Rudy Gobert gives up a three. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just a steady diet of this. Put him in the weak side corner, break down somebody off the dribble. He's got to protect the rim. Bogdanovich guesses wrong on his ex. Maxi Kleber, uncontested three. Next possession. Here we go. Jalen Brunson, again, attacking Donovan Mitchell. Gets a step on him. Rudy Gobert coming to help at the rim. 
no way he can get back to Dorian Finney-Smith. And this is the catch-22 of the Utah Jazz. If you take him off the floor, you have no one that can protect the rim. If you leave him in, he can't guard in space. To Richard's point, I do believe as well, this team has maximized their potential, and regardless of the outcome of this series, there will be changes in the offseason. I mean, the Mavs, they just got so many open looks last night, and Luka Don the thing that keeps going back in my head is Luka Doncic wasn't even on the floor, and the question now, J.J., becomes, did this buy Luka some more time? Because, all right, we're gravy. We're going in with the series tied. We'll see what happens in Utah. Maybe he gets another game of rest here. J.J. Redick, don't go too far, because still to come on NBA Today, Marcus Smart, he did something that hasn't been done in over 25 years. We dive into his very best defensive plays from the season, and guess who? is in action tonight both number one seeds are back but which team has been more impressive thus far is it the Suns or is it the Heat plus could there be a starting lineup controversy brewing in Golden State Draymond and Steph weigh in on the situation at me today we are just getting started keep it locked Nobody around, baby. Just Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're the favorite to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, I keep hearing that. Uh, it's time for us guards to get the recognition that, that we long deserve. Oh, and play by Smart. Oh, yeah. Look at that hustle. Great defensive play by Smart. Guard most of the guys who are the best player in the league. Oh, yeah. Do you happen to know the last guard to win defensive player of the year? Top of my head, I'm going to go with Gary Payton. Yeah, 1996. Gary rips it away, goes the other way. Oh, Payton took it. The person that you know, the 2021-22, you know, Kia defensive player award winner is y'all guy. Yeah. yeah. And here's the glove, Gary Payton, with Marcus. And you heard me say Marcus is the first guard to win the award since 1996. And before that, it was Michael Jordan in 1988. And so, all in all, Smart is just the sixth guard to win Defensive Player of the Year since the award began 40 years ago. He also became the second player in Celtics history to win it, joining Kevin Garnett in 2008. So you know what that means. DPOY, it's a big deal. Marcus Smart is getting his own top of the top power five coin base of his best defensive plays all of the season. So first up, we're going to go top persistence. This is Nugget Celtics. Watch smart. He's going to gamble on a steal here. Let's roll it. He's going to gamble on a steal. Watch him. Uh-huh. He gets into it. Keep hustling. He's not done. He just doesn't oh. stop. See, this is what people don't understand about defense. It's like 90% effort and then the 10% intelligence that you have to understand tendencies. You have to understand game plan. You have to understand the plays, when they're going to do it. And the never quitting tendencies. on those plays. Raymond, him, Kawhi, they are the elite of the elite. Stephen A, take a look at this one. This is top recovery. The Hornets are in town. Ball going down the other way. Watch smart. He's just sprinting back here. 
It's all about hustle with him and toughness. He's not scared of anything. He embraces every challenge mm. and every play matters to this guy. That and that's why that's what a defensive play is made of. It's Ooh. not just about your intellect, but it's about your willingness to accept every tough challenge imaginable. That's what he does. And block with the left. That's then not he gets easy. fired up afterward. All right. Top sneaky steal, Chanae Agumake. Let's take a look. Oh, I like it. When they sneaky, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. You put on the brakes. You think you're Ooh. safe in open court. Did you have to steal? No, but, but this is the thing about Smart, and we talk about him being the heartbeat of a team. How many times do you hear that defensive players are the heartbeat of the team? You hear it with Draymond. Draymond. You hear it with him. You And, and like Kawhi Giannis. might not be. Giannis is definitely the heartbeat. He is the energy. The guys that bring that type of defensive intensity all of a sudden mean so much to their it's, team. But it's not just about his smarts and everything that you're pointing out. He's vocal. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. the guy that he's the guy that held Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown accountable. He's the guy that brought up for the public for public consumption. We're not together as a team. We need to do better when they were struggling early on in the season. So you go on the court, you back it up. They're not looking for you to put in points. Mm. They're looking for you to set the tone True. and to establish and the, the culture. Defensive players do that practically better than and anybody. And they finally bought what he is selling and that's been the best thing for them. The best defense in the NBA. You know yeah. what that means, Shanae? I do. What does it mean? It means it's time for a cheat sheet. Let's yeah, go. Oh, here we go. What's the cheat Let's get to it. This is going to be really fun because Marcus Smart, I mean, he won an award and that's very impressive. And as we all know, games and series and championships, they can come down to one possession. Mm. Can you score or can you get a stop? Marcus Smart was the best defender on the best defensive team this year and the Celtics have the number one defensive rating. And in this series, he can dictate who wins. So show me my numbers, producer Cesar, baby. Let's get into it. Now this part is really crazy. Marcus is matched up primarily against Kyrie Irving in this series, mm. and he's held him to 44% shooting in two matchups this season. This is a very big number for the Celtics because when Kyrie shoots under 45%, the Nets win just a third of their games. However, when Kyrie shoots 45% or better, the Nets' chances of beating the Celtics go up significantly. So let's take a look, and I need, I need, I need your help, Stephen A. Let's take a look at how, how Marcus Smart defended Kyrie in game one. So let's roll the tape. Producer, quick, cool, baby. On an island. You'd be nervous if you're Stephen A, right? Playing yes. defensively. <laughs> Absolutely. For, for multitude of reasons. I'd be petrified. Look at the two you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> 60 points, but he's aware enough to still help while Kevin Durant is at his help side responsibility. He's quick enough to get back to Kyrie and watch his closeout. Okay. First of all, we never see his handles loose. That's true. And watch yep. his closeout. Look at how close he gets. I agree. That's a but perfect contest. I agree. That's one of the rare moments it works Sunday against Kyrie, but go ahead. Oh, here's another. I got another one for you, Stephen A. Okay, watch this right here. This is how his defense is contagious. Look Most at the important time. Yes, 100%. Look at Al Horford. Everyone's yes. buying in on what he's selling. Now look at this next. That's Double right. team. Marcus doesn't quit. Al Horford doesn't quit. Who else doesn't quit? Jason Tatum. That's defense on Kevin Durant. Oh, forces that. Oof. Brick. Everyone has bought in on defense. As you mentioned, it starts with Marcus Smart. Getting perimeter stops will be crucial on this series. The Celtics defense will have to be very smart. <laughs> to get by the next I saw what you do. Uh, no, but this is what I'm going to say. When, when they Great were job. going Great through job. hiccups, 
And the Boston Celtics were like, we're not trading Jalen Brown. We're not trading Jason Tatum. Mm. There was only a couple of pieces, and then they were like, well, you got Marcus Smart. And they're like, we're not giving up Marcus Smart because they saw it. They saw how important he was to the organization. They saw that he was a future defensive player of the year. And so they that, that put them in a space of, but, we're going to figure this out. And they believed in him and their locker room and Ime Adoka. For me, I'm not taking anything away from Marcus Smart because I voted for Bridges for my defensive mm. player of the year because Fair. I thought he was worthy. But I have no problem with Marcus Smart receiving it because mm -hmm. I know what he does on a night and night out basis defensively. But for me, when I think about Marcus Smart, I think about most his leadership. Mm -hmm. That's what I get from him. He's the guy that holds everybody accountable. He's the guy that reminds you, what are we here for? Exactly. We ain't here just to get paid. We ain't here just to play regular season games. We ain't here just to make an appearance in the postseason. We're trying to make noise. Mm -hmm. By the way, I came within 48 minutes of going to an NBA Finals. I know what this smells like. And damn it, this ain't it. We need to do something about it. Him calling them account, holding them accountable mm -hmm. is what changed this season. Agreed. Well, and he's going to need to hold Kyrie Irving accountable in this series <laughs> yes. if he wants to get through and to the other side. But speaking of Kyrie Irving, Irving was fined. It was announced by the NBA today. $50,000 obscene gestured toward fans directing profanity at the crowd in TD Garden. That was all during game one, remember? And as front office insider Bobby Marks noted, that's the most the league can fine a player before a player can file a grievance. So we will hear from Kevin Durant later in the show on this. But coming up on NBA Today, the 76ers, they took a commanding series lead. So why was Joel Embiid advising Nick Nurse? What was he saying? Sound that you need to hear. That's next on NBA Today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. So remember when we all thought the Sixers, they might struggle a little bit with the Raptors? Well, not so fast. Joel Embiid, he went for 31 points, 11 rebounds, 12 for 14 on free throws. And all of this culminated with a little conversation with Toronto head coach Nick Nurse. Ooh. I told him, uh, you know, uh, respectfully, uh, told him uh, uh, to stop about calls. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I saw what he said last game. Uh, I mean, if you go triple team somebody all game, you know, they're bound to get to the free throw line. Or if you're going to push them off and, you know, trying to hold them off, you know, they're bound to get to the free throw line. So, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, every fouls uh, were legit and probably should have been more, honestly. He was saying to me that, um, you know, I'm going to keep making all the free throws if you keep fouling me. And I, and I said, yeah, well, you might have to. Good, good player, man. I got, we got a lot of respect for him. He's certainly playing great here. There's, there's nothing, nothing there, but, but uh, us trying to compete against him and him trying to compete against us. So there's that, but that wasn't even my favorite thing that happened last night. What my favorite your... thing in this game, did you know that he still had hops like this, Richard? That, that, honestly, like, I don't, look, the whole, the, the, the 76er bench all stood up 
because I don't think Danny knew he could dunk like that. <laughs> but that's just, that just shows you like the, the 76ers, they're feeling good. They're feeling positive. Everything is good. He's knocking down threes. Look at him. They didn't even know. He's laughing. <laughs> There's Doc Rivers after the game. Uh, Danny dunked 100%. I mean, that's, uh, that's equivalent to me dunking right now. Uh, so that was great. That's, you know, we laugh because he'll dunk in the practice every once in a while, and the whole team now yells game shots. Like, no, that's not a game shot. Now now he can get us back. Well, we were all joking in the locker room saying that uh, he, better back. he better get ready for uh, the drug test tomorrow. So, uh, that definitely I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Like, I don't be dunking all the time. No, man, that's, what's, when's the last time you dunked the basketball? It's been a while, but. Okay, so, yeah, so they're going to drug test him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pull out the icy hot, icy yeah. knees the next day. Make, make sure, you sure stretch. All, I mean, I he's gonna get drug tested. <laughs> he's gonna get drug tested. Can, we, can we put so. you in that line too? Yeah, oh, yeah every day, please. Oh, I, look, I used to get drug tested. If I, I literally got drug tested after a couple of dunks when I got old. This That's no has lie. gone off of the rails. It's true. So I'm just true. gonna say, let's go to break and afterwards. Why are we going to break? We're on NBA oh. today. To start or not to start? How should Steve Kerr manage the Warriors lineup? Moving forward. Good problems, Malika. Good problems to have. Richard, you can go get your cup in the break. Yep. Okay, I'm out. What's in that cup is a question. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today, presented by PNC Bank. Watching JP do what he did, Draymond bringing the energy, and Wig slashing, Clay getting off to a great start. It checks a lot of boxes off. Scary sight. It's pretty lethal. Warriors guards, they are showing up this postseason. Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, they're averaging nearly 75 points per game through the first two games of this series. Here's Steph Curry after yesterday. What's really important is it about starting and then just having that moment where you get your name called and is that really that important? Is, or can you think about the big picture of, again, it's about just winning the basketball game. How much does it really matter who's in what role? I mean, it matters. Um, ultimately, you know, we got to have Steph Curry in the lineup. So we're not trying to keep Steph in the six-man six role. Right. Forget that. Right. Now, in saying that, ultimately, Jordan probably going to have to start too. And so that's where, you know, we got to figure a bunch of stuff out. I won't be the one to cause myself that headache. Steve can figure that one out. <laughs> Hey, J.J. Redick, do you want to coach uh, this team? Can you tell me what you would do with this question? How would you manage the Warriors starting lineup moving forward? This is a great luxury to have for Steve Kerr. And look, Steph needs to be in the starting lineup. He will be in the starting lineup. I do want to acknowledge the humility required of one of the greatest players of our generation mm. in coming off the bench for consecutive games in a playoff series. 
That just shows uh, what a great teammate Steph is. We get so caught up in who starts games. As a player, I was always more interested in whether or not I finished a game. And what Steve Kerr has is a luxury in picking lineups to finish games. Maybe he needs a big out on the floor and it's Kevon Looney. Maybe Draymond can handle that big on his own and they can space the floor with all their shooters. Gary Payton played well in starts this year as well. I think he started 16 games and played really well. Maybe they need another wing defender. They have a lot of options. I would expect to see Steph Curry back in the lineup soon. And then matchup to matchup during the playoffs. Maybe some games Kevon Looney starts. Maybe it's Jordan Poole and Draymond moves to the five. Well, and the question, too, becomes when, when Jordan was starting and then he wasn't starting for a little bit after Clay came back, you saw a little dip in his production before he figured it out. So how can you avoid that dip if they change those roles once again? But, J.J., as you know, the Nuggets... It was another tough night for them and for the office of the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. Let's take a look here. Nikola Jokic, I mean, again, just frustrated, turning the ball over, can't recover. Once again here, Draymond Green smothering Nikola Jokic, several bodies getting thrown at him. You can see it here. Nikola Jokic ultimately would be called for a tech early was called for another tech later. He was ejected in the fourth quarter. You can see him going back and forth with Steph Curry here. And then in the Nuggets' own huddle, they were chatting with each other. And, and Monte Morris said, we have to be on the same side. We can't be fighting within ourselves. It wouldn't be enough for the Nuggets last night. Nikola Jokic, you can see it. I alluded to it earlier. He gets tossed. That would be the end of his night. So Jokic has had a tough time against Draymond this series. According to Second Spectrum, he's shooting just 27% from the field and missed all eight of his three-pointers when Draymond was the closest defender, Cheney. My goodness. I mean, that was a defensive performance, and that's exactly why they missed Draymond Green. But what did you see with Jokic? Okay, well, this is what I see. Look, I, I think there are some fouls. Jokic does have a legitimate gripe. But part of your frustration is as a player, when you feel like you have to be perfect in order for your team. Now, look, I'm going to show you this play. And we're going to show that like, Jokic has a reason to be a little frustrated. Okay. Draymond Green has legitimate energy. Right here, Draymond's green arm is not straight up. It's not straight up. But Draymond is one of the best defensive players in the league, so he's going to get and away with some early. stuff. And then, again, same here. Draymond Green being your defensive anchor. And we already talked about, you heard J.J. talk about Gary Payton the second. Look at this. You have two of the best on-ball defenders defenders in here just causing a problem. Now, if that was Jamal Murray, it might be different. No disrespect to my Already guy, Monte Morris. Two players at once. And then the communication over top of the screen. So there is no trigger. You got that. Draymond helps, gets back to the MVP. Steph does a great job of getting, of helping, and then taking the cut. Deflection. That defense is amazing. This is a defense we saw of the team that was right there with the Phoenix Suns the first portion of the year. But here, just mm. constantly being physical. Draymond Green gets away with a lot. Could be a foul right there. It could be a foul, but <laughs> even there, that's what he's talking about. He knows that this game is over. We know this game, like that, that he is a frustrated type player here, right now. What you want? What you want? See, this is the thing. When you play the defense before the ball comes through, you can use that arm bar yeah. and secure. When you're smaller, you can push even more because the lower center of base typically wins. So here's an example. Yeah, okay. Monitor. Okay, so the <laughs> and that's exactly what Draymond Green does. He has a low center of base because he's an undersized post. He starts his defense early, and that's why he's going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the MVP. Yeah, and look, I understand for Jokic, you feel for him. Could he win the MVP? Yes. Is his team where they need to be for them to be c competitive? Probably not, but I don't think that this series is over. I think they're going to fight 
extremely hard. Mike Malone's gonna have this team, but guess what? We are not done yet. Both number one seeds are back tonight. Who has who has a more impressive game one? The Heat or the Suns? NBA Today, back in 60 seconds, back in a one, one minute. America push you out you of the push me out of the way. That's yeah. not, that's just rude. Why would you do that? NBA Today is presented by PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference. You can see both number one seeds on Friday night on a big day of hoops on ESPN and ABC. Heat Hawks are at 7 Eastern. The Bucks and Bulls are on ABC at 8.30 Eastern. And then finally, the Suns, they take on the Pelicans all on ESPN. Deportes Radio, the app, Zach Lowe is not is okay. okay Zach? Zach just looked at me and saw we, we, me. Just, we made eye contact we made on eye a series contact. that we're, we don't have high hopes for. That's the, <laughs> that, that's the mistake you made was making eye contact. Here's oh, yeah. tonight's slate no of Game 2. Yeah, that ain't about over. you. Zach, it's wholly about him. Both number one seeds, they're in action. The Heat, they're hosting the Hawks. The Suns, they host the Pelicans. We also get round two Ooh, of the yeah, Grizzlies. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to be sitting down in front of. Both the Suns and the Heat, they were hot in their respective game ones, though. But if you had to choose, which were you more impressed by, Richard? Uh, look, I think the Pelicans are a better team, and we've been sitting here talking off break. But I think the Miami Heat, they came out and sent a, sent a message because that, that East was so close mm -hmm. all year long. Yeah. There could have been four teams that were the number one seed. They earned the number one seed, and then they came out. And that Atlanta Hawks team, the way they shut down Trey Young, that was beautiful. It is not easy to do, especially in these moments where he thrives and plays his best basketball they were just on top of it I agree and that was exactly my answer the stat line I'm impressed by the Miami Heat because as a collective one of the best switching or better switching defenses holding Trey Young to 1 for 12 from the field 0 for 7 from 3 that is a very very rare stat line for Trey oh. I'm going to ignore the question completely that's what number one seeds are supposed I to do agree. they're supposed <laughs> to be teams that come out of the play in tournament by a lot of points at home I'm going to spotlight a player whose performance Ooh. impressed me DeAndre Ayton hmm. coming out like a house yes. of fire in the playoffs. I think he had 21, nine rebounds, four blocks. Maybe at 25, I Give can't remember. Give the man his he, money. He looked, his bag. he looked ready for the playoffs. Scoring on floaters easily. Made a three. Really seemed to relish the physical challenge of Jonas Valanciunas. Got out, worked on the boards a little bit. He had that volleyball spike block where he looked angry. That's the X factor. That's Ooh, the guy who yeah. turns Number. the Suns from really great team to like, uh-oh, this team's and a problem. And if, a very and if good we day. do get, if we do get Suns Warriors, he is, he's got to be huge and mean and nasty in that series for them to win. So those are the 1-8 matchups. Let's go to the 2-7 matchup in the East, though, because I mentioned it earlier. Kyrie Irving fined $50,000 for the comments and gestures that he made. Here's what Kevin Durant had to say about all that. You think he enjoys... <laughs> playing that role, like the villain role where everybody's coming at him like that? I mean, I don't know. Everybody got different moves. Some days he might be up for it, some days he might not. You know? But he understands what this job entails. You know, We understand what um, this situation is. You know? He might not be in the mood for it next game. Who knows? It's rooted in love. They once loved you. They once cheered for you and you know, uh, bought your merchandise. And, you know, had you know life altering experiences coming to games watching you play. So when it kind of gets ripped from them from just something like a trade or demanding a trade or wanting to leave, like they feel like a piece of them is gone too. That's very deep and philosophical of Kevin Durant. What did you think of that, Zach? 
I think he's probably right. It's not going to change. The fans are going to go at Kyrie, and that's what happens when you say, if you'll have me here, I'll resign, and then you say, I'm out of here. That's what's going to happen. What do you think of the fine, Shanae? Cosign retweet. I think it's necessary by the NBA. You know, you're seeing, you're trying to regulate a number of behaviors that we're seeing in the postseason, and I'm not, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. Well, it, look, it, I understand when, when they are the ex, you know, relationship, you forget about the good times. You only focus on the bads and how he left. He did not leave the way I think Boston Fels felt, uh, felt like they deserved. That's fair enough. All right, we will see you. NFL Live is coming up next. Don't touch. Let's me. go. We got.